Hello everyone, I am Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 244, that's right, of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank all of you for being here with me today. Today we have a hand from a 5-5-10 No Limit Hold'em Cash game that took place at Stone's Gambling Hall. This is a great place to play. I love playing at Stone's and um, the action is always fast and furious. So, in this hand, it takes the graphics just a second to catch up, but we see a raise to 35 from early to middle position. This was made with ace three of clubs, which is perfectly fine. Um, not much to see here. This is definitely a standard open. Stacks are relatively deep. Action's going to fold all the way around. Fold, 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 fold. And then something interesting happens. Falls down to the small blind here, who makes it 110 with, wait for it, wait for it, we don't know yet. Well, let's forget about that. Ace, back around to ace three of clubs. Should ace three of clubs call 110 after putting in 35 in position with $1,700 stacks? And I think the answer is definitely yes. You can defend quite wide when you are in position with suited aces. I mean, big cards, really anything. You have to be careful with the bad big cards like king 10 offsuit. That's a hand that should pretty much always be folded or four bet. But ace three suited is fine. Nine eight suited is fine. Pocket sevens is fine. It's just hard to go too wrong when you're in position and you're getting reasonable pot odds. So assuming Basie, who re-raised from the small blind, is bluffing, and just assuming he wants the 3-bet in general, he's going to want to make it bigger. That way, the wolf, who opened, can't defend with all sorts of stuff. I mean, like a large chunk of his opening range. So I think if you're going to re-raise in this game, you want to make it closer to 140 or 150. Because when you make it 110, you're going to get called a ton. And that's not what you want if you have many bluffs at all in your range. So he does get called. And Basie has King 2 of Spades, which is not a hand that I would expect to re-raise here. It's a hand I would definitely just fold with. He was in the $5 small blind as far as I know. There's a chance that this was really a straddle to 35, and if that's the case, I guess raising the king two of spades becomes more reasonable. Even then, though, if you're going to open king 10 of spades, you need to raise bigger. Whenever you are out of position, you want to raise bigger. So if you're playing a three-blind game or even a two-blind game or a game where there are straddles and you're in the small blind, the first blind, when you open, you're going to want to make it four times the big blind, maybe even a little bit more, just because you really don't care if the opponents fold. So ignoring the preflop action, we have um, a flush draw. Comes ace, queen, five, ace of spades, queen of spades. Against top pair, no kicker. So what should the king to a spades do here from out of position as the three better? Well, if you're the three better or the preflop raiser, I think you need to be betting this flop very, very frequently. And the reason is because your opponent very likely does not have a range advantage, which means you're essentially never going to get raised on this board. Notice the preflop raiser slash three better, either one, has all the aces, all the queens, some of the fives maybe, and ace-queen. Whereas the preflop caller has ace-queen and fives, etc., but they don't have aces and queens very often because those usually get re-raised. So this is a spot where you can bet with a large chunk of your range as the preflop raiser. Now, hands that you do want to check are going to be hands that have some showdown value. That's going to be very often your weaker aces or your queens or a hand like pocket kings. 
And if you did decide you wanted to have some flush draws in your checking range, the best flush draws to check are the ones that have showdown value that can very easily check call. That's going to be king 10 of spades, king jack of spades, maybe king nine of spades. And the question is how far down the king x of spades you go. And I think king two is probably not quite good enough, but I can get behind putting it in the checking range. I would typically just bet it though. And I would be betting here very, very frequently. Now, checks around to the wolf in position. And he has to decide if he should bet or check with his top pair no kicker. And I think you can go either way. Again, it depends on how often you want to be betting this flop. Um, looking at the tag here, I see 3B, which I thought meant three bets, but it may just mean uh, third blind. But he had 35 out there for the third blind or 25 out there for the third blind. I hate to keep going back to preflop, but you know, if the big blind was 25 for some reason, it looked like 35 to me, but if it was 25 for some reason, then the 110 raise with king two of spades is probably fine. That said, limping may even be better. All right, here we are. Anyway, should we bet with our top pair no kicker? And sure, very often when the, uh, the small blind, the first blind, raises preflop and then checks this flop, it is going to be with a marginal made hand. So what are marginal made hands on this board? It's going to be a lot of ace-x, which you're roughly chopping with, maybe, maybe not, um, and then a lot of queens. So I, I like a small bet. Pot's 225. I don't think you need to go too big. As you start betting bigger and bigger, it's going to induce your opponent to call with better and better hands. The wolf does bet 130, which is fine, maybe a little bit too big. And now it's on Basie. Should Basie raise it up with the king two of spades? I think that is certainly reasonable. Whenever you do check and your opponent makes a small bet, like what just happened here, very often that's an indicator of a marginal made hand. So if your opponent does have a marginal made hand, will they fold it if you raise? And the answer is very likely. And if they don't, you have plenty of equity anyway with your flush draw. Now, the only time this goes horribly wrong for you is if you raise with the king two of spades, and then your opponent shoves on you. Because imagine he bets 130, you make it 370, then he goes all in for 1700. It's like, ugh, then you have to fold. So that's the only thing that can go horribly wrong by raising, but it's pretty hard for your opponent to jam in the spot, given you could just easily have aces or queens or fives or ace queen or ace five, given this was just a preflop raise from the um, small blind. All right. Basie did just call, and the big problem with just calling in this scenario is that it allows the ace three now, or all the marginal made hands, to very easily check the turn and then check behind, and then call a river bet, right? That's going to be the line that happens almost all the time here, where a turn's going to go check, check, as it should, if, if the wolf is any good at poker. And then on the river, Basie may bluff, he may not, and the wolf just has an easy call. So how do you sidestep that? The easiest way to sidestep that is to just simply not check the king to a spades in the first place. Just bet with it, right? That's going to allow you to be the one driving the action. And think about this, right? If the opponent does have ace three or king queen, and you go bet, 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 flop, turn, and river, a lot of people will fold those hands by the river. So I think you probably just want to start off by betting this hand right off the bat. So some people in this scenario lead when the turn's an eight of diamonds, just a complete blank. But I definitely... Don't like the idea of check, call, flop, lead, turn, especially when the turn is essentially a blank. Notice the wolf snap checks behind. So maybe the wolf is at least pretty good at poker. All right, river is a six. 
And now, does King High need to bluff? This has become a pretty dicey spot for the King High because flop went check, bet, call. Turn went check, snap check. I'm always a little bit cautious whenever my opponent just makes a very immediate check behind on the turn because very often that's someone who's just trying to induce you to bluff, especially if you're playing any sort of high stakes game at all. And this is, this is a five, five, 10. This is not chump change, right? I mean, these players are playing for $1,700. So if anything, it may be a bit of a tell that the wolf plans to call a lot of river bets. So if the wolf plans to call a lot of river bets, should we bluff with this King high flush draw? Well, obviously this King high flush draw is essentially the bottom of Basie's range to check call the flop, right? I have to presume Basie's going to bet with Jack 10 of spades, Jack 9 of spades, 10 9 of spades, etc., etc. So given this is the bottom of his range, obviously bluffing makes some sense. The problem, though, is that the wolf either has total garbage that just took a stab at the flop and then gave up, or he has an ace or a queen. And if he has an ace or a queen, I don't think he's going to fold very often. So what do we do with this king to a spades? There's no good answer. I think a small bet is just destined to fail. I think a medium bet is destined to fail a large chunk of the time. And therefore, I think the only reasonable bet size here is a big one. Notice here, Basie doesn't really have very many premium made hands besides ace eight and ace six, but ace eight and ace six make a whole lot of sense. Those are hands that would very often check the flop, then check call flop, check, check turn, and then bomb the river. So that, that's good. That means that Basie does get to bluff with a few hands for a big bet size. And we just listed how King 2 is pretty much the worst hand in his range to check call flop. Therefore, this is a pretty good spot to bet big. Pot's 485. I mean, given he only has, I don't know, three, four, five, six, seven combinations of King X of spades, I think you can go quite big. In this scenario, I think if you bet really 500, maybe even 1,000, that's going to put your opponent in a pretty miserable spot. You can also easily do that with ace-8 or ace-6 because your opponent would almost certainly bet ace-queen on the turn, so you're really only worried about losing to a random 9-7 nine, that got in on the river somehow, so that's pretty unlikely. So I think I like a big bet here. 600 bucks, 700 bucks. I think whenever you bet 400 or less, you're just going to get called essentially every time, and... That's not good whenever you're bluffing, right? It's good when you're value betting, but not good when you're bluffing. So we have a bet lined up. It looks like 275, and obviously this is going to fail. He got called before we could even uh, before he could even get the camera over there, and the ace three wins. So I think ace three played his hand very nicely. Called preflop, right? No reason to three bet. Call uh, bet the flop one check two check check turn for obvious pot control and then easy easy call on the river. So well played by the ace three. The king two of spades though I think has to be a bit more. I don't know if creative is the right, right word, but he's going to think, I have to think a little bit more outside of the box in order to win these type of pots against players today. And especially given the wolf did that snap check behind on the flop, that might be a, on the turn, that might be a bit of a tell. If you know your opponent has tells like that, where, you know, they're trying to check behind on the turn very quickly to induce a bluff. In reality, if you know they're trying to induce a bluff, you just know to stop bluffing and start value betting thinly. So you can then bet any ace on the river, no problem. So that's going to be it for today. This was a fun hand. If you have any questions for me at all, please let me know on Twitter at Jonathan Little. I'm always happy to help there. And also, you can go to my site, pokercoaching.com. We have all sorts of homework questions very similar to this exact situation where we will talk about how to play hands like this weird king to a spades 
that may require a river overbet. A lot of people are very confused or just don't understand when they need to be overbetting and when they shouldn't be. And if you have a better fundamental understanding of poker, you're going to know the right play in these spots, or at least know a very strong, reasonable option. And instead of guessing, if you know the right play, you're going to be way better off. So check that out. You can get a completely free trial at pokercoaching.com. Good luck in your games. Have fun this week. And I'll talk to you next time.